and welcome to Friday's edition of the Hometown Headlines newscast and rant of the day. John Druckenmiller with you from hometownheadlines.com and the Hometown Podcast Network. A lot going on today. Uh, let's just deal with the facts today and we'll talk more about uh, what else is going on today in our extended version of the rant. First things first, the headlines overnight. First test performed on a Floyd Medical Center patient has come back positive for the coronavirus. We'll have more on the follow-up test later on today. Uh, continuing updates all day long on this as well. We have broken into the coverage of coronavirus into two sections now, one with the local focus and one with the state, national, and world focus as well. Again, continuing updates. We do have a podcast scheduled on this later on today that I'll post as soon as it is ready. Item number two, which would normally be the lead story, is politics. Today is the last day to qualify to run in the May 19th primary. Already several surprises. Both Katie Dempsey and Trey Kelly have drawn Republican opposition for primary for their respective House seats. Also, Democrats have lined up from the U.S. House to the county commission race to run in that uh, primary and November general election. Again, qualifying ends at noon today. We'll have an update on who is on the ballot Later on this afternoon, business news today, the former Mathis Builders hardware site on Shorter Avenue apparently is going to become home to yet another car wash. This one called Express Car Wash on Shorter Avenue. Education news today, young authors, performance honors for Floyd County students. Also, Darlington sets its graduation speakers. And also, Gary McConnell has joined the GNTC board. We're Mechanical Weather Center. Well, the good news is the rain has gone. The bad news is we are due for some strong winds today. Gust as high as 30 miles an hour. Wind advisory in effect until 7 tonight. What's at issue here is the wet soil and the strong winds could bring some trees down on power lines. We'll continue to monitor that all day as well. Of course, that's brought to you by the Wear Mechanical folks, and we'll have updates for you on the weather throughout the day. Obituaries today, we say farewell to Mr. Scotty Lee Epperson, Donald Ricky Hill, and Mrs. Lily M. Heath Staples. We have public health restaurant inspection scores from across northwest Georgia for you this morning. Greater Community Bank brings you the Crime Watch updates. Updates from Floyd, Bartow, and Polk counties now posted on the website. Also, this is Open House Weekend. Hardy Realty's Open House Gallery for Sunday now posted five homes in Rome priced from $99,000 to $389,900. Now available on the website. Truett's Chick-fil-A Sports Report for the morning. Rome Braves are planning a very festive All-Star game this June. We have those details for you. The Braves continue to hire for the new season. Also, single game and All-Star game tickets now on sale at State Mutual Stadium. Big night tonight for Georgia Highlands basketball. They're in the semis of their tournament tonight. Don't forget we have a big baseball tournament at Barry this weekend. Barry also the site of the Barry Half Marathon on Saturday. Weather looks pretty good for that. A little cool out there, probably low 50s, but it should be a nice day, dry day. And don't forget you can sign up right now for the March 14th Harvin Clinic Leprechaunathon 5K Run and 2-Mile Health Walk. Now, welcome to Friday's edition of the Rant of the Day. We'll call this one, Coronavirus Demands a Different Style of News Coverage. This has been a virtual week from hell in terms of covering the coronavirus from a Northwest Georgia perspective. That's not a whine. That's part of what we do in journalism. You go all out to get the story and to make sure it's right. We can all sleep next week, right? Emails, text, prodding phone calls, cover-up allegations from the High Court of Facebook, 
trusted sources reading responses so well scripted that you knew what he or she was saying before the fourth word came out of their mouths. And perhaps most shocking, through all its faults, we're waking up this morning to discover some of those social media posters on Facebook had it right from the start. We received an email from Floyd Medical Center between 12.45 and 1 this morning about preliminary positive tests of a patient at Floyd Medical Center. So did our colleagues around town based on the texts and emails we're receiving this morning. Most of us were scrambling this morning to adjust our coverage. Again, that's part of our job. We understand that. Still, amid it all, there was this nagging realization that some of the Facebook posts were right on target. We were late in reporting the story, even though we handled it by the book. There's something wrong with that. We knew coronavirus would require a different type of coverage after that urgent care case blew up a few weeks ago in Rome. Whatever the patient had was never determined. The patient left before he could be taken to the hospital for an expanded examination. The resulting Facebook outrage was blinding, and rightfully so, in a few references. But this week's situation was different. Word on this case leaked quickly and not on social media, at least not initially. Apparently, someone forgot all about that medical privacy stuff. It took us a few days to confirm that someone indeed in Floyd County was examined for coronavirus. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention was involved as well. Our initial report was to and actually did post this morning about that test. The only official answer we got from anybody in medical in Floyd County was that, quote, no coronavirus cases have been confirmed in Floyd County, end quote. Apparently, that changed late Thursday night. I wonder who made that call to Governor Brian Kemp, by the way. You see, Thursday afternoon, the governor said no cases had been confirmed throughout the state, just the father and son duo out of Floyd County announced earlier this week. That didn't calm the digital audience and for good reason. Once again, some Facebook posters had nailed it. So what are we left with today? We expect a stream of updates from the state on this potential case in Floyd County. We say potential because the secondary results have not been received yet. We expect to get those later on today. At least we hope so. The only question is, where will it come from? Facebook again? With some key players in all this have forgotten is the bottom line. The best way to quell misinformation is with information. Cold, hard facts delivered as they're confirmed and not whipped through some inane state policy or public relations team are what people need to know. Give them the facts. Meanwhile, the Facebook community is celebrating something new to many of them. A level of credibility. The handling of this particular case on the local level has done just that. And for some of us, at least, that's enough to make us sick on more levels than we care to discuss today. This is John Druckermiller at HometownHeadlines.com. Thanking you for your time this morning. Continuing updates all day, all weekend on the virus here in Floyd County and throughout the country. We'll have that live updates all weekend long on that. Also on politics, again, qualifying ends at noon. We'll have a look at the May 19th ballot later on today as well. We open, we close with the stylish renderings of... Funky Druck for my good friend Harry Musselwhite. John Rucker Miller saying, please be safe out there this weekend.